segment is dedicated to this region, this wonderful, uh, incredibly talented uh, ta uh, group of musicians that we have in this region, and always here to tell us about all that jazz is Ruth Griggs with, well, a local hero. A local hero, that's right. I, I'm so happy to have Felipe Salas back in the studio with us again today, and Felipe, as, as some of you may recall, um, is a UMass professor of jazz studies, of composition, uh, and is a master at the saxophone. Um, he has been on the show in the past talking about some of his, um, his works. Um, um, Home is Here was one we talked about last year when it was introduced. The New Immigrant Experience um, was a was a pandemic amazing concert that was put so on at the Academy in of so Music. So relevant in so many ways and beautiful. Yeah, and so here today um, we have Felipe to talk to us, wearing his his UMass hat on proudly about the New England Saxophone Symposium and Competition, which he has been leading for some ten years. Um, at UMass, and it's free and open to the public. And we want to talk all things saxophone today. And I heard why... somebody refer to it as the Battle of the Saxes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Thank you all for um, having me here, first of all. Um, yeah, the, the Saxophone Symposium has been going on for 41 years. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jonathan Holting Cohen, who uh, took over for Lynn Clock, um, who started the whole symposium, um, maybe about seven or eight years ago, uh, invited me to become a co-host of the symposium. Before, Lynn took care of everything, but there was always, you know, a jazz guest and a classical guest. And, and I was actually in my, I think, I believe in my first year uh, at UMass, I was the jazz guest at the symposium. And so when Jonathan took over, um, we changed quite a bit the model and decided to to make it a, a, a team, you know, work and and work together. And I was mostly um, in charge of the the jazz part of it, and Jonathan was in charge of the classical. But you know, obviously, we we have you know all these tasks that we do together and plan everything together. It's it's an amazing full day of free performances, um, clinics, panels, workshops, anything. If you've ever wanted to know about saxophone, if you've ever played the saxophone, if you're intrigued with the difference between classical saxophone and jazz saxophone, this is where you need to be, which is on Saturday, February 24, over at Byzantin at UMass. It's it's an amazing it, it, I mean, I haven't been to it before, and I'm shocked to learn about it now, it having been around for 41 years. And I want, I want to understand more about what happens, who, who you invite to come, well, if, what if they will experience. You, uh, Felipe Salas, so there's different saxophones. There are soprano saxes and alto saxes and tenor saxes and baritone saxes. Are they all clumped in different categories? Uh, depends. Depends on who's playing. You know, some people like to be a specialist. Some people like to play all of them, you know. Um, 
there's more than those. There's a few that go lower and a few that go actually one that goes higher. Way to hi highlight my ignorance, <laughs> Felipe. But, but that's, um, I think that's a, a, another conversation. What I want to bring out is like the amazing guests that we have this year. We have uh, Stephen Banks, who's like a rising star of the classical saxophone, who's also a composer, who's uh, going to premiere a piece that he was commissioned to compose for the event. And we had, you know, we obviously partnered with uh, with the Fine Arts Center who, who made possible to bring somebody as as famous and, and well-known and, and such a rising star of the uh, classical world. Uh, so we, we have a lot to And again, uh, that's Stephen Banks. That's yes. Stephen Banks. So Stephen Banks is coming as a partnership with the with the UMass Fine Arts Center. And we also have Erica von Kleist, who is a great saxophonist, jazz saxophonist, uh, now living in New York. And I know Erica for a long, long time. When I used to live in New York, we used to play uh, in bands together. We recorded uh, together. She's a fantastic multi-instrumentalist, composer. Uh, and comic. Yeah, she's really funny. If you ever check out some of her comedy, it's, it's incredible. I checked out some of her comedy online, and apparently during the pandemic, she sort of hit the wall and burned out on jazz. And it was very interesting because she talked about being a woman in jazz. And that's hard enough as it is, but then you throw the pandemic on top of it, and you're in New York and whatever. She's Juilliard grad, but she hit the wall. And so she moved to Montana. During Montana. the pandemic, she moved to Montana during the the pandemic and did like stand up comedy, comedy with her music, wrote songs. I mean, she's edgy. There's but there's nothing like that Billings Comedy Club. <laughs> she, yeah, and I mean, she is like so prolific, and she's a fantastic doubler. She plays flute clarinet. She plays saxophone. She she composes. plays the ukulele too. I think she, that's what she was playing she online. She sings. She plays piano. It's kind of like unfair, you know. Like, <laughs> makes us all look, look and feel very untalented. So again, when is, when is the festival? The the New England Saxophone Symposium um, is on f Saturday, February twenty fourth. So it's it's next week, Saturday, February twenty fourth at Bizanson. It's free. It's free. It's open to the public, and you know there is a big high school contingent in that high schoolers are um, are recommended to to compete. And there are actually two high schoolers that are going to be, you know, performing and winning, um, uh, you know, honors for win, you know, for their competition. Um, but it's open to anyone. Talk about that. Yes, yes. I mean, I know sometimes when you say saxophone symposium, it sounds very academic, right? But the idea here is, you know, let's say is is like a saxophone day. You know, we want anybody who's enthusiastic about saxophone to be part of it. So we do have. You know, a lot of our students are performing. Uh, we have, you know, obviously professionals, and we have panels and things like that. And there's a community saxophone ensemble. So anybody in the community who still wants to come and perform can do that. There's, there's going to be a rehearsal. a rehearsal in the morning for anyone who wants to show up. And then they're going to perform towards the end of the day. Democracy it's, it's is still alive, Bill. Would you be <laughs> kind enough to tell us what uh, the age range is for people who come and what the degree of accomplishment is? I mean, I'd like to know more about that. Look, we had, uh, you know, we had kids from high school all the way to uh, retired 
people. I mean, it's been it's it's open to anyone. I, I mean, we had oh it and and the especially the saxophone ensemble, the community ensemble is open to anyone who can actually read music and play the saxophone. And in terms of playing the sax, for people who are be, well, let's put it this way: for young people, for uh, who are beginning to uh, experience music for the first time. Do you see reading music as being essential or picking up the instrument and being able to just make some sounds come out? Is that more the foundation? Well, I think, I think music, music is like, it's a language, right? So um, if you think about how we learn our language, we normally learn to speak before we learn how to read and write, right? So in that sense, I think it makes sense that you get exploring the instrument that way and eventually start reading. But obviously, reading and writing is a very important tool to communicate with other people, to communicate your ideas to other people. So having, you can't play music just by reading. You have to hear the things that you're playing. Obviously, it's not going to come out musically un unless you do that. So you have to work on both things. But I, you know, I personally do think that Hearing and learning things by ear is a good way to start, and then you can always catch up on the reading. Well, if I could follow up on Bill's question, Felipe Sells, how did you first get, I mean, could have been keyboards, could have been percussion, could have been a string. You chose a saxophone. Why? <laughs> That's a funny story. Well, um, my dad listened to uh, jazz and classical music and Brazilian music, and he loved Bill Evans, and so... Uh, he wanted me to be a pianist, and I didn't really take um, to the piano because the piano, you couldn't scream on the piano. <laughs> so You can bang tried, on a piano. I tried to negotiate with him. Uh, I wanted to learn drums, and he said no because I lived in an apartment, and I said, uh, can I learn guitar? And he said, no, I, I could give you an acoustic guitar. I was like, nah. Uh, piano, I tried for a while, you know, just to make sure. And then, so at some point, I was trying to get into a band with a bunch of friends from uh, middle school, and they were putting a band together, and I just wanted to be part of the band. And I didn't want to sing, right? And they already had a keyboardist, and they had a, uh, every instrument. So my friend Chico Pinheiro, who's a, a world-renowned jazz guitarist today, we grew up together, he had a brilliant idea that I could ask my dad to buy me a saxophone because nobody played the saxophone. That's what we thought, right? We were very, very naive. Um, and so I started bugging my dad. My dad played a little bit of flute, so he wanted me to play flute. Every time I said, I want to play a loud instrument, he offered me a, a soft <laughs> instrument instead. A and, piccolo. And then I had... So oh, I was, I was very... I was very uh, you know, not motivated to start the flute. And then for some reason, my sister saved me. She's like, oh, I want to learn the flute. And I said to my dad, no, I'm not playing the same instrument as my sister. So I went, I do some research, and I found a saxophone for sale on, you know, whatever, the classify ads. And I called the guy, and then I bugged my dad for like a month until like he just couldn't stand He me. relented. I, yeah, I was just like <laughs> every day. I, was, I would call saxophone professional saxophone players and ask them about the horn and then report to my dad that they said that was a good horn. And uh, so, and he's like, oh, fine, I'll buy you a saxophone. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Ruth Griggs is president of the, of the Northampton Jazz Fest. And um, 
As a vocalist, um, you delight. Your eyes twinkle when you're listening to a good sax. They're fronting a group in, in lieu of a vocalist who might be doing Absolutely. The same thing. I mean, the what sa- is it about it? The sax, well, because the saxophone is like a voice. And the, and it has so much flexibility. You can go to so many different places on a saxophone. You can play the most loving, gentle, mellifluous, you know, tune on a saxophone, or you can scream your brains out like Felipe. I actually haven't heard you do that, no. but I'm sure you can. And I've you calmed know. down a lot since <laughs> I was a teenager. <laughs> His brains are intact. <laughs> but but I I do want to take a minute to play someone who is a great saxophonist who is going to be at the New England Saxophone Symposium on February 24th, and that's Erica Von Kleist. And she's the one we were speaking of. She is a jazz saxophonist and uh, composer. And we're going to hear a little bit of her 2006 composition called Boogie Man. Get ready. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. And we're continuing our All That Jazz segment with incredible Felipe Salas and with Ruth Griggs. Ruth. Yeah, we are talking to Felipe today about the 41st Annual New England Saxophone Symposium and Competition, which is happening on the 24th of February, next Saturday, all day long, um, over at Byzantine at UMass. Just go to UMass, and and the Department of Music and Dance is putting this on, along with the Fine Arts Center. If you want to know anything about saxophone, if you want to play your saxophone, if you want to listen to classical saxophonists as well as jazz saxophonists like Erica von Kleit that we just heard, come to this symposium that that Felipe and his colleague at UMass, Jonathan Hulting-Cohen, are are organizing. It it sounds like an amazing day of learning, of networking, of playing, of listening, um, of for anyone, be you in middle school and you're playing at the JFK Jazz Band or all the way up to a member of the New Horizons um, group that uh, I know my friend Carol Abby Smith plays saxophone in that. So um, so come to that. But we want to we want to um, make sure that we close out turning back to Felipe, who is an amazing saxophonist. But for me, he's an incredible composer, and he has he has won Guggenheim's for his composition. He has won countless grants because, as he was telling me, every two years he comes up with a new project, which I believe you're working on something now. Yes. Right? Well, first of all, thank you. Uh, for all the compliments. She always makes me a little embarrassed with all her compliments. <laughs> He's, his um, cheeks are rosy right now, but uh, we love it. And, uh, well, I, I do try to to put out a project every two years. I mean, the pandemic kind of messed the whole thing out. But but the, the way I think is, you know, when a project comes out, you have about a year of, you know, like life. Even though, to be honest with you, last year I played... Both um, home is here, and the 
new immigrant experience with my big band. Both works have been asked by different venues to do. And I'm actually doing that again this year. I have a concert at the library, the public library in Hartford on uh, March 8th with the new immigrant experience. And then later on, we have some other concerts. But yeah, I'm working on a new project. I don't want to talk too much about it yet, but it's going to be more of like a chamber jazz kind of thing. Cool. Well, you know it's going to be good. And we are going to listen to a little bit from Home is Here, which it was um, Felipe's 2023 orchestral composition. And we're going to listen to a, a tune called Storytelling, which features Melissa Aldana on saxophone. But before we do that, tell us one more time about the, when is the symposium? The symposium is next Saturday, the 24th of February at UMass Byzantine Hall, all day long, free for anyone who plays, wants to know about, or loves the jazz or, or classical to to saxophone. Thank you. 